going to be weird if I reach out to this person and randomly just ask them to get a coffee or for their time. But let's just reverse this for a second. So think about the job you're in now, right? If somebody emailed you or reached out on LinkedIn and said, hey, I really would like to get a job like the one you have. And I would love to just pick your brain and understand a little bit about what your day looks like, um, how you got the job, what you like about it, etc. Would Would you think that was weird or would you be like, oh, that's cool. Like someone's being a little bit proactive with like a role they want. I personally wouldn't find that weird. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe some people would, but honestly, I don't think that's weird at all. I would be more like on it that somebody wants to, you know, understand a little bit about what I do with my day. And if anything, I'd be honored to help them map out what that looks like so they have a bit more of a better understanding. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and thank you so much for tuning in and sharing your self-growth journey with me. We are back for another week of balance where this week I'm actually drawing on inspiration from some of the feedback and tips I got. So for those of you who were tuning in in the last year, you'll know that I put out a survey asking you all for very detailed advice, including what coffee you had, which by the way, for those of you curious, the most common one was a latte. There were quite a lot of almond lattes, which uh, is is a bit of a coincidence because that's actually my coffee too. So if you're sipping your almond latte right now, hope you're enjoying it. But basically what I'm trying to get at is a lot of you guys were requesting, and this was a bit of a surprise to me, and I'm glad it came through because it wasn't an episode I was thinking of doing, but I think one now in hindsight is super important and it comes all around the idea and the space of networking. And I think just having gone through some recent experiences myself, which I'm going to share and open up with you guys today, I really see the power in networking. And I think there is a clear blueprint or some actionable steps to follow when it comes to networking, especially if you've never done it before, it can feel super outside of your comfort zone, something you're just not even sure where to start with. So today I just want to kind of roll into this episode some ideas, suggestions, ways to network, which hopefully will help you digest the process of it, make it a little bit more feasible, something you want to do. And by the way, this is relevant whether you're looking for a new role or not. Networking is such an important part of establishing relationships and connections, which for anyone in business knows forms the foundation of a lot of partnerships, of a lot of work, especially, you know, having that rapport with clients, but even in the workplace, just with teams uh, and and people you're servicing. So to start this episode, I'm going to open up about a side interest that I have that I don't actually think I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. An area I'm actually super just personally interested in is this whole Web3 crypto space. Now, it's less from an investing side, although that definitely is something I have dabbled in before, and more from my interest in the tech and innovation that's happening, specifically when it comes to financial products. So my background in banking and finance law has given me quite a broad experience into how the lending and financial space 
I guess is currently set up. And I'm very much interested. And for those of you who don't really know, like Web3 is the evolution from Web2, Web2 being the www.com kind of interface and tech as we know it. Web3 is open source, it's blockchain, it's uh, building on top of that as a baseline. I think by the time it becomes user-friendly, we probably won't know the difference, but it, it's got all to do with the backend tech. And because it's such a new and novel space, there's such a boom in innovation in terms of even the, the way, way lending and financial products are like coming about. I just, I find it all very, very interesting. And so being in Dubai, it's one of those cities that is trying to find a way to embrace this tech, embrace this new world, cryptocurrencies, all those things. So they actually have regulations and laws coming out trying to find how it's going to work, which naturally has attracted. And I think just by virtue of it being a tax-free haven as well, has attracted a lot of people who are interested in working in that space. Now, why am I telling you all of this? So in moving to Dubai, it really is an opportunity to network and meet people in the space. Not only people who are just interested in it like me, but people who are creating things in the space. Now, you yeah. guys know I left my corporate job last year. But actually being here and, and the concept and the opportunity to potentially work as a lawyer in the Web3 space is something that actually very much interests me because it merges this personal interest I have with professional skills that I already have under my belt. And because it's such a new space, it's not one of those things that people can be like, well, you haven't had five years experience in family law or criminal law, like you have to kind of start from the bottom. But on the flip of that, it's an industry where recruiters are no real use because they don't understand the space and the roles, like operational roles, like lawyers and GMs and stuff like that are less carved out. I know this is a bit of a long intro, but stick with me. My point is for me to understand what working as a lawyer in Web3 in a new country would look and feel like, I had to network. I had no option. And I literally have never had to network in my life. It's been, you know, get a new job, go through a recruiter or um, just, just kind of meet people through the teams I'm working in. I've never had to go to events and introduce myself or put myself out there, you know, ask people randomly on LinkedIn for coffees and all of that. So whether you're in a position like me where you want to tap into a space that you know nothing about or whether you already know what you're passionate about and want to dive deeper into that, I think there is a very big power in networking, but it's very uncomfortable. There are so many parts of it that just feel awkward. And so today I just want to break that down, having just had to network. And mind you, I have had a lot of coffee dates, a lot of Zoom calls, just to help me understand what the space looks like here. And in turn has helped me really build out a nice network of people in a space that's emerging and growing and your networks are everything guys like this is something you should put a lot of emphasis on so again whether you're looking for something new or you're already in a role that you know you love and in a space you already love there is a very very strong power in networking and building those relationships because that's what you can leverage off i mean even if this person doesn't know how to help you they'll know someone that might be able to help you so the way i'm going to break down uh the tips today very simply but it kind of takes me back to uh, school recount days. Uh, basically, it's going to come across in the form of what, who, when, and how. Now, I guess you know what I mean when I say a story recount format. But I think this little way of boxing it in makes it a little bit more tangible in terms of steps on how to network. Okay, so I think the first thing is what. 
Do you know what you want or is that something you need to get clear on? So for example, and it doesn't have to be anything like I want this job at this place at this time, nothing that specific, just more like I want to meet more people who are working mums and lawyers, or I want to meet more people who have never started their own business, but are in the process of doing that, or have just started their own business from never having, you know, had a business degree, or maybe you're a healthcare worker or someone who works in an office and you want, you're facing some challenges and you want to meet other people to, you know, grow your network and get a little bit of support for whatever reason, whether it's to get you to another place or to strengthen the place you're in, get clear on that, get clear on what it is you're trying to achieve. And I mean, just having more connects, more network, more uh, relationships in the space is an absolute fine reason, but just get very clear on that. What, because that's going to kind of drive the steps that you do and, and who you approach, I suppose. The next step is the who. So knowing and being clear on your what, you should now be able to identify who can potentially be a resource for you. So if it is looking for new jobs, obviously there's going to be people like recruiters, maybe people who have jobs that you would like. So you can reach out to them and ask them for advice on, you know, if they like their role or just tips in general on what their day looks like. Cause often it's one thing to think you want a role, but then to actually get in and understand the nuances are totally different. So build a little bit of a mind map of all the people that can help you achieve your what. If it's purely just making connections, then who are the types of connection? Who are the types of people you want to build connections with? Is it people that are in a position you want to grow into? Is it people at your level? Is it people that are more of a support for you as opposed to have a direct resonance like in their job per se? So, I mean, this is going to be really dependent on what you're trying to achieve or what you want out of networking. But build out like a bit of a mind map, like I said, of the types of connections you want to make, because then that will help you narrow down like who you approach. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also, one thing I want to say here. Because I know a lot of the time it can feel like it's going to be weird if I reach out to this person and randomly just ask them to get a coffee or for their time. But let's just reverse this for a second. So think about the job you're in now, right? If somebody emailed you or reached out on LinkedIn and said, hey, I really would like to get a job like the one you have. And I would love to just pick your brain and understand a little bit about what your day looks like, um, how you got the job what you like about it, etc. Would would you think that was weird or would you be like, oh, that's cool. Like someone's being a little bit proactive with like a role they want. I personally wouldn't find that weird. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, maybe some people would, but honestly, I don't think that's weird at all. I would be more like on it that somebody wants to, you know, understand a little bit about what I do with my day. And if anything, I'd be honored to help them map out what that looks like. So they have a bit more of a better understanding. So I think we need to get out of our own heads when we think it's weird to approach people. The worst thing they're going to say is no or not reply at all. And in that case, you're in no different position to what you are now. So you've kind of got nothing to lose. Um, But I think that fear of being weird or just like this is a random message is something that can hold us back from reaching out to people that could be a really useful resource for us. So I want you guys to get that out of your head and always remember if someone was reaching out to you with the question you're asking someone, you probably wouldn't find it weird at all. So don't get stuck there. Another thing, because 
This is something else. I met with a lot of people who, yes, they were in the space. Um, they couldn't like specifically give me, for example, uh, a, a person that was recruiting or a company I could chat to. They, they didn't necessarily give me like those breadcrumbs, right? I call them breadcrumbs. Every time I do something, whether it's go to an event or meet someone, I want one breadcrumb, just something I can follow or kind of do next. I never want to be stuck. So I, I definitely met some people where I was like, okay, I don't really know where this is going to go, but with one of them already actually, and this has only been the last few months, I've been able to put them in touch with somebody else I met. And then you end up starting to build this web, this network, and you know, oh, hey, this person lives here. Or this, I remember this person saying that they had worked here. You can start to put people in touch with each other, which actually ends up making you a very credible and valuable resource within the network or the space that you're in. So no interaction is useless. And this is why this is so important above and beyond just networking for a new job, for example. You're creating, uh, you're making your own space. You're holding your own space in an, in an industry that is important to you or that you care about growing in. So just wanted to add that in because sometimes it can be like, what's the value transfer? But building out a network doesn't need a direct like obvious breadcrumb. Sometimes it's just making a connection and you never know where that will be useful down the track. Okay, the next one, so we've done our what, we've done our who. The next one is our when. So I know we've gotten so used to Zoom calls, but face-to-face is so much better for building connections. Try and push past that awkwardness of like always wanting to do things online and on Zoom and try and make the effort to catch people. Of course, for some people, it's going to be less convenient, but I would always recommend doing a face-to-face coffee. Make it convenient for them. So go to them, especially if you're asking them for their time. And always be the proactive one when you're asking for people's time. Don't expect them to, you know, be chasing you up or confirming it. Make sure that you're the one making it easy for them because you've asked them for their time. If you want to go to this extent, I always like to like pay for people's coffee or water or whatever it is. If if I've asked them for their time, it just leaves a nice impression. I think is something important when you're asking people for their time for nothing, basically just, just little things you can do to start building that rapport and that relationship with people. And the last thing is the how, so how do you actually get in touch with these people? How do you approach them to ask them for a coffee or just ask them for advice in general? Uh, what I've found is the best way is LinkedIn, especially if you're in a professional network, I find LinkedIn to be the best for that. Uh, Most people are quite responsive with professional queries on LinkedIn, but if that fails, obviously there's always email. That's always a good one. I haven't found that to be as successful because I mean, I know what people's inboxes can, can be like sometimes. I feel like at least LinkedIn has that social interaction aspect on it while still being professional. And then on top of that, if you know, you can't get through LinkedIn, you can't get through email and that person's also quite active on social media. Often you can just DM them on socials as well. Um, One tip for getting emails, because they're not always available online. If you go on people's profiles, they'll often, often have like a little contact section and some of them have them have this on. Some of them don't, there'll be an email button. And if you press it, it'll just be on their profile. Their email will pop up and you'll be able to see it. So that's often how I access people's emails when they're not readily available on the website or whatever the case may be. So a couple of other side notes, as I mentioned before, don't wait for when you're just looking for a new job. Networking can be extremely valuable to add value to your current role, your current, I guess, the the space that you're trying to be known in or grow in as a professional. 
And it could be one of those things where you just aim to meet one new person a month and just slowly build out your network. So when the time comes and you are looking for a new role, or maybe you have a friend looking for a role, you just never know where these connections can kind of come together. So don't wait just for when you're looking for a new role, because sometimes it's actually nice to just connect with people and not really need anything specifically. Like how nice to just, if somebody approached you and said, hey, I see we're in the same space, I'd love to just get to know you, let's get a coffee. I think people think that's so weird these days, but I think it's such a nice gesture and a nice way to connect with people uh, in a space where we're just so online all the time. So yeah, don't wait for uh, when you're looking for a new job. And I would even go a step further and say, make it an active part of your role. It's something I plan on doing. I mean, I kind of am inadvertently doing it by interviewing people so, so many times. I mean, you guys don't know this, but I really pick guests based off people I want to learn from. And that's kind of no different to networking, right? You just meet people that you want to make a connection with and that you want to learn from. So if you want a challenge, uh, make it, you know, once every month, you reach out to someone to catch up and just see how it goes. Leave it open. Don't expect anything. And the other thing is that you can that you could look into uh, is industry events. So I know that most industries will hold events and that is the prime spot to network because that's what people are literally there for. So you don't need to worry about, oh, it's going to be weird if I introduce myself. Like those events are for networking. Uh, Often, you know, if, if it's like a panel of speakers, there'll be breaks for people to chat in. That's what I found here has been extremely useful in the Web3 space to meet people. Uh, And people are very open and receptive. You can, you know, change your emails and get contacts very, very quickly. And it's, you know, as simple as you're talking to someone, they may not be able to hire you or put you in touch with a recruiter, but their best friend owns one of the biggest law firms and can just give you a straight email, like little things like that, that you probably wouldn't have gotten any other way. So industry events are really good. It's simple as just Googling, seeing what's on for the year, seeing what you can make and what interests you. And just going along and kind of having no expectations, just being open-minded to it. So guys, I hope this has been useful. The what, who, when, and how method in terms of networking. I think a lot of it is us getting in our own head, thinking that it's a foreign thing to do. And, And to be honest, it is if you haven't done it before, but just simplify it. It's all about connecting with people. And in my opinion, connection is king. If you can just build out a network, you never know when you're going to need to call on someone and you actually don't undermine yourself. You might be a great resource for somebody else too. So don't hold back from making these connections. They can make such a difference to our professional lives. And I hope this helps all of you who originally asked for a networking episode. Definitely share this with a friend or family member, someone who you feel would benefit from just some cues on how to network to help really strengthen and bolster their role or whatever profession that they're working in. And let me know what's resonated with you guys most. If you guys want me to go deeper on any episode points, uh, I'm more than happy to get your feedback on that. You can reach out to me on social media, but my door's always open for a chat. So don't hold back. I'm always happy to have a chat. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, I'm so grateful to be a part of your self-growth journey. And I guess I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode. Until then, stay balanced.